Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Good morning, mortgage and real estate world. Todd Duncan coming at you with a Thursday edition of Coffee with Todd. Uh, We are so delighted each and every Tuesday and Thursday to have an opportunity to showcase excellence in the real estate and mortgage business. Uh, We are We are a company that thrives on impact. We love watching students that get in the way of our content, watch their life transform. We're about coaching people to their best version of them possible. And uh, it's a joy every Tuesday and Thursday for you guys to spend some time learning how we do that. Today on our our broadcast, we have Hope Borman. Hope's the divisional president of High Trust Coaching. She runs the entire coaching company for High Trust. And Hope, welcome. It's great to have you on today. Thank you, Todd. It's great to be here. Yeah, and we're going to do a little co-interviewing of our our uh, special guest, Les Ferris. And mm-hmm. uh, Les's story is kind of cool. I, I, I guess the short story before I ask Les to tell you his story is kind of got into the business in 2011, was working for a credit union, didn't really dig that very much. Talked to a friend who was a realtor and the realtor said you should get into mortgages. And Les kind of freaked out on that because it was straight commission. Um, jumped into it anyway. I guess one of the records he holds is that in 2013, he did not do a purchase loan. It was uh, 100% refis. And uh, Les is with us today. He resides from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Les Ferris, good to have you on today, buddy. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. Um, So Hope has told me a lot about your story. I always think it's interesting if we let our coaching members, those that are actually experiencing the lift and the impact, that coaching makes to, uh, to tell their story. So just take us from, I, I don't know, take us from wherever 2013 was to today, especially what happened last year. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I got into the business in 2011 and it was a refi market and I did almost all refis for two years and there was really no pressure of hitting closing dates. And then suddenly the market, you know, started to change back to purchases in 2013. And I realized I better figure out how to do this. Uh, you know, where there's a deadline involved. And I spent the first five years as a mortgage broker working for a small local company. Um, And I realized that the local company was great. Working for a small company is great, but there were resources that I was seeking. I wanted to grow my business. I wanted to have an assistant. I wanted to have some of the things that a a small broker couldn't provide or wouldn't provide. And so uh, in 2015, 2016, I transitioned into retail lending. Um, you know, beautiful websites, lots of CRMs, you can have an assistant. And I spent up until 2019 in the retail world. And I I kept struggling with something. And that was when this is just for me personally, when I work for a large institution, they're always going to have my next loan. And so while everybody, I believe, still came to work and tried really hard, there was this thing that was missing. It's this it's this gut. It's, it's, I'm coming to work to make a difference. And in my head, I'm like, there has to be a way to, to put a team together that, you know, for lack of a better explanation, lives, breathes and dies mortgages. And in 2019, I was working for a really great company who said, you've got to go out to California and, um, and meet this guy, Todd Duncan and this high trust thing. And, uh, we'll help pay to get you there. And, and so I said, all right, well, it's California. It's October in Minnesota. So 
uh, I'll go out there for that reason. And um, that was for the sales uh, uh, mastery event. And you got up on stage, Todd, and you said something, and oh boy, here we go. You said you can control one thing in this business, right? You said you can't control rates, you can't control products, you can't control anything except for who's on your team. And I have a book behind me where it's written and highlighted, and that set in motion something I'd been thinking about for a few years, which was opening my own mortgage brokerage, because then I could control not only who I work with, assistants, blah, 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 I could control who the lender is. Who are my partners putting the loans out there? And what happened? Oh boy. And <laughs> I got a crash course in, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things happen, Todd. One thing I want to mention is I, I've become a lot more humble because I have learned how hard this is to run the company. You know, I think I did take for granted the difficulties that large institutions have putting out loans in a, in a large scale. So for anybody I've worked for that I've complained to in the past, I love you and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but what happened was we hit the ground running. I, I had some months to prepare. We got to, uh, I hired you guys to coach me and I did it at the master level because I wanted to talk to somebody who's built teams, hired people, put systems in place. So Hope is my coach. I've bounced every idea off of her. Um, you know, what do you think? Will this work? Have you seen anyone else do it? I opened the doors thinking if we did two to three loans a month, we would be fine. We would break even and I could pay myself in a part-time assistant. That was the goal. And um, oh boy, in February, for, so we launched February 10th. Of this year. Of this four year. months ago. <laughs> four months ago. I thought I was the smartest guy in the room for two and a half weeks. I had, uh, I could not keep up with volume. <laughs> Obviously refis were coming through the door. I had a part-time assistant and I'd hired a, a third-party processing company. I built the whole thing around the, a third-party processing company. All right. And we get the first five or six loans in and we realize the processing company isn't processing any of the loans. Um, they just, this particular processor kind of went dark on us and then she quit. So first week of March, um, I'm panicked. I'm calling hope. Uh, I'm like, hope's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm processing loans. That's how I started uh, in the business. And so we're going to dig in and we're going to learn how to process loans again. The, what happened? So, so Todd, I Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to interject two things in that when Wallace was talking to me about movie going into brokerage, the main question I kept asking him on a consistent basis before he made the leap was, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And he was, he was taught, he was committed. He was sure. And I said, okay, let's run with it. Let's go with it. Um, and, um, and then, you know, obviously when, you know, when, when he's calling me with the processor situation, um, the processor basically said, we're not taking any more loans. And he's got this loan back. He, I said, what are you going to do? Said, I'm going to process loans. So that's what he did. I mean, his, his tenacity is, is exemplary. Well, I think, I think that for me, what I see happening is I see just a, I, I see, a, I see a passion and a vulnerability all at the same time. I see um, doubt and excitement kind of merging together, which is what happens when anybody makes a claim to a new version of themselves, right? And uh, if I'm looking at your numbers correctly, mm -hmm. 
um, it looks like through this month, you're forecasted to do three more loans than you did all year last year. Last year, you funded 65 loans for just shy of $15 million year to date with a brand new company startup, learning how to process and all that goes along with owning your own company. Now you're already at 68 units for 17 and a half million and nearly half of that is purchase. And so I sit here and I go, are you kidding me? I mean, on what planet does, <laughs> does that happen where you come to mastery for the first time you blindly sign up for coaching at a level you're not even at yet because you know that's the team building level. And, uh, and then you, you, you get hit in February with um, processing company not, ta not taking any more loans. You got to learn by fire. And then like March rolls around and the challenges start coming your way. Talk, talk about what happened then. I mean, when you look at the challenge, it just, there's like three or four major challenges that could have been reasons why you got flatlined, but you didn't. We didn't. Um, I, I have to say, and I, I, my team is watching, I want to talk to them really quickly. I mean, I, I have two part-time assistants um, and, and I'm married to one of them. And, uh, and then the owner of the processing company here in town, who I am still working with, I begged her. I said, Amy, I, I'm going to die. I mean, I built this whole company around this. I need you. If my team learns how to gather documents, submit it to underwriting and order all the services, would you please pick the loan up after underwriting and take it to close? And she said, absolutely. Uh, and she stepped up big. So, so that's allowed us to do the volume we're doing. I don't, I don't know that we could if we didn't have that. And so thank you team. You guys are amazing. Um, I'm not going to lie, huge refi, you know, opportunity, right? Rates. The first week of March, I was making phone calls like crazy to past clients that helped with volume, but we, we spent a lot of time talking to hope about how we wanted it to look and feel to the client. And we have really taken the high trust. And I want to tell everybody, listen, I've probably implemented 15% of what you taught me at sales Academy. And this is, this is the result coaching, I've only implemented 15%. What I did is I took your scripts, okay? And I put them on my website and I put them in my emails and I put them when I speak to people. And the difference I can tell you firsthand is people immediately feel more confident, more trusting, and they're getting a consistent message across from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. So how did you handle the COVID challenge? The, I know a wholesale world kind of blew up, products disappeared and evaporated, you know. Um, how did you handle some of those easy speed bumps? Just kidding. Yeah, the easy ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> COVID happened in the middle of training my brand new assistant. So I said, you're going home, here's your computer and we're gonna, we're gonna learn together virtually. Um, so Hope and, I, Hope and I've talked a lot about that. Um, and I, I panicked, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, lenders were, discontinuing programs and, and rates were in one week, rates in my world went from 3% to four and a half. Yeah. I remember so that people we had pitched on Monday on a refi and Friday we couldn't do. And then, then we had to change our whole sales approach because you couldn't lock alone. All of a sudden, no more locking. So now I'm telling people, Oh, don't worry. Just don't worry. Let's do the whole deal and then we'll get to the end. And if it's still a good deal, we'll get it done. Right. And I don't know. We just, People were like, okay, if you say so. And I'm like, Todd told me, like, I'm not in the business of doing loans, right? I'm in the business of taking care of you. Boom, boom, baby, boom. Boom, 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 boom. 
So I think um, it's exceptional. And guys, um, you know, we, we do this for one reason. We do this. Anybody listening, and by the way, if you're on any live platform right now and you want to shoot us a live comment through StreamYard, we're happy to entertain questions. I want to make it very clear to everybody. We do these interviews because we want to help people who have had a difference made in their life share with you how that same difference could be made in your life. We exist as a company to transform your life, period. End of story. That is why we do what we do. And coaching is the way that we do it most effectively. And the reason why coaching is how we do it most effectively is because we have the recipe. We have the standard operating procedure. We have the, the start to finish. And you can come in to a coaching ecosystem and count on two things. The word high the words high trust mean high trust. Our coaches are designed, built, and certified around having the highest level of trust between you, a mortgage or real estate professional, and us. And then high trust the advice. The advice, the advice is not given because we're trying something out with you. The advice is given because it works. And for for you last uh to be on a run rate of $35 million in your first full year after sales mastery last year and just starting coaching, that speaks volumes to two things. A, your willingness to be a transparent, authentic operator and recognize hand up, I don't have all the answers and to trust the advice that's being given to you. And then just your tenacity alone in starting, I mean, timing is everything. Um, starting a brand new business in February looks like a good idea. In the middle of March, it may not have been a good idea, but what March did and what April did and what May did is it is it, it polished your new company and your new business. And now you're the you're the king of your 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 destiny and you know the leader of your team and uh I got to imagine life at 34 million is a lot better than life at 14 million. And life is probably a lot better knowing that you're in charge, making your own choices than, you know, for whatever reason, having to follow somebody else's plan. Tell us the emotional experience you're having as you watch this transformation occur in your life. Yeah, life at 34 million is, is a lot better. And it's a lot better because I can do a lot more. So I, I employ people, right? I, I make a difference in other people's lives. And, and, and Amy who processes for us, we pay her company, she makes money. And so there's something happened at Sales Mastery when I watched you and I watched the gentleman, I can't remember his name, who was a, a military member who had lost a leg and he told his story. And there was this authenticity that I plugged into. It wasn't another, you know, salesy yeah. rah, rah, rah. It was really, we care about you and we want you to be the best version of yourself. And I thought, well, what, what can I do than in the world to make a difference for others. So, um, so number one, I, I get a kick out of the fact that people count on me for a job. We've started a 401k for our team. Um, you know, we're doing things that I never thought we were going to do five months into the business. Right. Um, and then we decided we're going to donate money to charity for every loan we close. So we donate a hundred dollars to charity for every loan we close. Doesn't matter the loan size doesn't matter because we can, I mean, there's enough money in the business for us to be able to do that. That's what I get a kick out of. And at 34 million, I can donate a lot more money and, and do other things than I could do at 14 million. It's an exceptional um, thought process. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm getting ready to do a CEO broadcast uh, nationally next week. And one of the things we're talking about 
is the blending um, um, kind of majesty that happens when a, a team and a leader come together, no matter how large the team is or how small the team is. And there is a connection between leader and worker, you know, employee, associate, teammate, and a purposeful cause beyond funding alone. And, you know, one of those purpose, purposeful causes is transforming the lives of our borrowers, right? And, and helping make sure that, that we're doing them the right thing for the right reasons. And only if those things coexist, otherwise the relationship is more important than just doing a deal. Beyond that is what's beginning to happen in the world under the label of societal passion. And what societal passion means is just what you said, whatever it is, um, that guy that spoke on stage, Chad Fleming, a retired military guy, first guy to go back into active duty as an amputee, um, is passionate about the Brain Treatment Foundation and, you know, and, and veterans getting help to expedite their recoveries from concussions and IEDs and just battlefield head wounds, right? And, and he does what he does because he wants to help. And we donate to that cause every single month because we want to help. And when employees and leaders come together and there's something you're doing societally, whether it's a percentage of, of income going to or a percentage of profits going to or, you know, the Tom's model, buy one pair of shoes and get another pair sent to somebody in the world who needs them. Those are all really big big reasons that impact culture and teamwork. So I, I applaud you. You're in your fifth month of owning your own company and you're already doing that. And yeah, we are. And uh, Again, my team is amazing and they came up with, I helped, I had them help pick the charities that were important to them. When COVID happened, we made a decision to transition our money to three COVID causes. Um, but we talk all the time and I'm like, guys, like this is, this is not me. This is you and our customer, our clients, our borrowers making a difference. And I just want to go back to one thing you just said, which yeah. was, you know, when, when you really start to believe that your job as an LO is to make a difference in the life of your borrower and you start talking that language and that's what, what I really have gotten you know, in addition to, to all of the inspiration and, and answers to questions is, you know, when I look at someone's loan now, I don't look at it and go, can, can I refinance you? I look at it and go, what's going on in your life? Where will you be in a few years? What is it you need? And what, what is the best strategy for you? And that has been, I think, the huge, the huge difference is just in how we talk to people and what we serve, how we serve them. So I, you know, I say, I say this probably every time we do a coffee with Todd, but I was, I'm so inspired by what you just said last. And I'm so inspired by what I watch happen in the lives of our coaching members when they really understand that there is a massive difference in high trust lending versus just the normal lending patterns. And the biggest difference in high trust lending uh, is, is that we're more concerned with a connection than we are a closing. And, and, and that, I mean, if there was one thing that would dumb down, what's the difference between high trust and any other learning company on the planet? I would say for us, we're more interested in the relationship than we are the transaction. So we're more interested in connection with humans, whether they're realtors, builders, you know, as a leader employees, whether it's, you know, loan officer to, to, to borrower, realtor to seller, it doesn't matter. We're more interested in the, in the connection. We believe that if the connection happens, the closing is an outcome. 
And we believe that if you don't connect and you try to close, then you will be in a transactional model. And the problem with transactional models is they're high cost to maintain because you don't have strong acquisition and referability because you're just about the transaction. So to have you be thinking that way already is in my mind, one of the, one of the massive transformations that happens to anybody when you understand that connection leads to conversation, conversation leads to collaboration, collaboration leads to conversion and conversion leads to closing, but it all starts with humanity. Um, and we're not buying leads, Todd. Huh? We're not buying leads. Just right. So yeah, no, and that's my point. That's yeah, my this point. was database work. This was referrals. Yeah. So Hope, talk with Les. I'm just gonna let you guys do a little uh, kind yeah. of a, a live chit chat. What are two things or three things in the last four to six weeks, last four to eight weeks that you coached Les on and, and, and Les you have implemented? Give everybody listening just one or two examples of things you guys have done together. I know there's a whole list here on our notes, but I'd like you guys just to roll with that for a few minutes. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. So, um, you know, the, one of the things as you were talking just earlier that Les, you know, once the light bulb went off with regard to what his intention were, what type of business he wanted to run, that, that you know, obviously morphed into every relationship that he had. So it was his referral partners. What, you know, what, what you know, what, what referral partners do I want? What do I want their core values to be? Are they in an alignment with the way that I am doing business. And it also bled into conversations around um, his client base, you know, um, and there were some clients that, you know, that what we call crazy makers. And, you know, so it's just a simple question with Les. It's like, is this the client that you want to work with? Right, Les? Right? Is this the client? And, and, and he'll, he'll go quiet and he'll go, actually, no, it's not what I'm about. You know, so, you know, so I said, okay, so what are we going to do? Right. And how are we going to handle this? And we, we came up with a couple of things as a result of that conversation. That was a dealing with that one specific client, but B kind of creating scripting and talking, having a conversation with every new client. This is who we are. This is how we work. And um, and and, you know, this is what we're about. And so that we're kind of kind of setting the expectation and promise to the client on, on an every new relationship and every new referral partner relationship that he had. Yeah. From your vantage point, Les, what are two or three of the needle moving moments that you've had? I, I know you believe strongly in the law of the broom and you even mentioned uh, on steroids and um, give, give everybody watching this uh, just from your perspective as a brand new owner of a brand new brokerage that's in its fifth month of, of being an actual business what have been the things that are like stand out as milestones for you having received coaching? What, what was the need? What was the advice? What was the outcome? Just two or three things that come to mind. Yeah, absolutely. The need was, I realized that um, there has to be somebody that's, that, that's led a team bigger than mine that can, that I can bounce ideas off of, you know, cause I, I certainly can get crazy like the next person and, yeah. and helps bring me back to center and say, no, that's really not a good idea. Or yeah, you're onto something. But the scripting is, has been by far the biggest game changer. And it's not that I repeat the scripts exactly, but it's, it's when you realize that you get to drive how you do business and whom you do business with, and you start to put 
more stock in the quality and not the quantity. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I can tell you, I mean, I will send my numbers if anybody doesn't believe it. We're double last year, six months into the year, five months into a brand new company. And Todd, I haven't, I've added one realtor partner so far this year. I know that's terrible. And I want to tell you I've done better, but I have, this is my existing group of partners, my existing database of clients. So something changed and, and I believe it's the way we serve and I believe it's how we connect, how we deal with people, how we, how we help them. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So when you think about like going forward the rest of the year, there's still, there's uncertainty, you know, about when, when, when is the market shift? When do rates kind of tick up? I mean, at what point will refis be done? Um, if ever, you know, and, and they will, this thing will recenter a little bit. We don't have, uh, we don't have any control over future rate environments. Um, it looks like in some markets right now, the, the buyer activity is picking up dramatically. It looks like in some markets, like in California, it's back to a seller's market right now. And so we see that the summer is probably going to be a pretty busy summer with purchases because those that did not want to buy in the spring due to COVID, due to potential employment issues, due to capital uh, conservatization and, and whatnot, they're going to come back into the market. Um, the market continues you know, to be, I think, subject to what might happen in the election. Although I do think the financial markets are going to stay stronger, even though they're, I mean, some of the fall offs are all related to these COVID cases coming back. You saw what happened to the stock market yesterday and it was crazy. Right. But at the end of the day, we can, we, we do control our destiny. I mean, each of us, you know, we control what we do in the moments that we're in. What do you see visually happening to, less the less Ferris team over the next six months. I mean, what are some of the dreams you have? What are some of the goals you have to complete your first year as an owner and finish strong by December 31st? What comes to mind? Yeah. So we made a huge commitment to, to hope. And I started this, uh, I think in, in February or March, we picked uh, 50 realtors in our market that we want to go after. And that's something that I've, I fully intend to finish on. And we've bought, uh, we've purchased uh, books um, from High Trust, signed by you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, and we're going to work on building some new relationships, uh, you know, because we have seen, honestly, um, we're in June, right? Yeah, June. Yeah. So May was, I think we did like 80 or 90% refis. And all of a sudden now here in Minnesota in June, we're 90% purchase and we're back to 10% refis. Um, so number one goal will be serving our partners really well and going after partners that we think that we should be doing business with. Um, and then for my team, um, I, I really want to have a full-time loan officer assistant who lives and breathes and, you know, thinks, somewhat similar to me. I know they probably shouldn't be just like me. That's, that's not good, but um, on board and functioning because I, you guys have helped me realize where my time is, is best spent. And while I don't mind processing loans and doing all that stuff, it's really not my forte. It's not where I should spend the bulk of my time. And I really want to get back to what I enjoy, which is meeting with, well, it might be Zoom calls, who knows, but connecting with and, and helping people change their lives. I had a brand new realtor with me all day yesterday. What? He, he was referred to me by a 30-year agent. He wanted to shadow a mortgage person. And he said, if you could tell me one thing 
as I entered the, I gave him all your books and he said, if I, if you could tell me one thing as I enter the business, what would it be? And I said, define how you're going to do business now and don't deviate from it. Yeah. You know, and it's so, it's so true. And it takes me back to my sixth month as a loan officer. And, and this is, I graduated from college and I'm 23 years old. I'm in the loan business. I, I don't know that mortgage has a T in it. Um, an agent asked me how to calculate a down payment on a VA loan. I didn't even know there was no down payment. I mean, that's how, that's how whacked out I was, right? But I had, I had passion and I had excitement and I, and I started thinking about the, the idea of what is my business model going to be? Cause I was a in-house lender for the first two years and I had 26 real estate offices with almost 2000 agents and I'm trying to be everything to everyone. And, and man, it, it, I got really clear real quick that that I can't do that. I can't I can't be spread, you know, this thin and and the one offs and the, you know, phone calls. And if you don't call me back in five minutes, I'm going to give it to somebody else. I mean, all that stuff was just it was rattling my cage. And, yeah. and so my mentor, my mentor looked at me and he said, listen, before you go any further, just choose, choose value and relationships or choose transactions and low price. That's all you have to do. You just choose value and relationships or transactions and low price. And you have, you can't be both. You, you can't be higher price and higher value in relationships and lower price, no relationship. You, those two don't merge. And so I made the decision that I'm going to build a business on relationships that last a lifetime. It was that simple. And if you could build the relationship, have continuity as you build chemistry and conversation, add value as you collaborate and deepen your team's strength, the, the loans and the referrals would become a simply consistent byproduct of the depth of that relationship. And it, it has never failed me. I, I, we are closing deals as recently as last night at 540 with a guy that I have been in relationship with since 1982 and and here we are in 2020 and these same relationships 35 years later are producing hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue for the company but it's not we don't go after the money we, we go after the relationship and then we nurture it and stay involved in it and all we have to do is ask what's next what's next what can we do next to help you win you know what's on the horizon it's just so and that's a beautiful thing for you to say as a as a, a five month old business owner it's just like, it's just beautiful. So the advice you gave to that realtor will set him and her up, him or her up for life. Here's the other thing that's interesting is, and if you're a real estate agent listening to this, please take this the right way and just do a self-reflection. Most realtors are, hor I, had to, I had to mark my word real quick. I was going to say a word I probably shouldn't have said, are horrible at following <laughs> up and building relationship and nurturing those networks. And we know that that's the future. We know that, that if you, your network will not work unless you work your network. It's that simple. So, Hey, at the end of hope's notes to me and hope I want you to take us home on this. we got about five minutes. There's a whole bunch of words okay. here that, that, less shared under success story. And it was the question, what have you learned throughout this process? I'd like hope you to say, what have you seen less learn? And then less, I'd like you to talk about two or three things that, that are just like 
Sales Mastery last year before I came, I didn't believe this. I didn't embrace this. I didn't do this. Now I do. And what's the outcome? So hope you real quick and then we'll go to Les. Um, you know, from my perspective, I think uh, what Les has learned about himself is, um, you know, is, is in, is to believe in himself um, and to trust himself, to trust what he knows in his heart, trust what he, what he heard in sales mastery and to keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, I, tr I think Les has learned what, you know, true grit is. Is and I, you know, he says this, and he'll even tell me sometimes. I kind of got myself in a little bit of a mess here. What do I do? You know, and um, and you know, and and we will we'll, we'll break it down and have that conversation. So the fact that he is so open to learning and growing in this process, and you know, he got a crash course, you know, in opening a new business inside of you know five months. You know, he he you know he had to sharpen those skills very very quickly, and uh, and he made those shifts. So I think that you know being able to be nimble, he was yeah. incredibly nimble, and he just kept moving forward and learning and moving forward. I think that's what I've learned. I think from my perspective, what he's learned the most. Yeah, and I just want to mark for everybody. This is uh, the the best way to run your company is with understanding that it's never going to be perfect. And that every situation that pops itself up is a situation to help you learn, grow and get better. What I call it in our new program connect is I call it flow. And too many people get too frustrated and too tweaked out and too burned out when things don't go according to plan. Well, let me tell you something in my mind, the things that don't go according to plan are the gifts that we have got to embrace. And that's why flow is so important. Your business will never be perfect, nor will your life ever be perfect, but everything happens for a reason. And if you embrace the things that happen as teaching moments, as learning moments, and then you kind of scratch your head and go, okay, so what should I learn from that? Then that's how flow works in helping you grow the effectiveness of your business and life. How about bless you? What are the top two things you've learned through this process since sales mastery? Personally. Yeah, honestly, Todd, you just summed it up. I'm a perfectionist. And so, you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to make this company. Everything's it's going to go exactly from start to finish and you know, nothing's going to go wrong. And I have gotten a crash course in every single thing that can go wrong. And I'm a much more, um, I, you know, I keep telling the team, we're not going to be perfect. Just do your best, show up, do your best. Yep. And if we continue to tweak things and, and that's why I shared earlier about, you know, maybe only implementing 15% of what I've been taught because it, I used to get paralyzed by, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to do that. All right. So don't try, you know, don't make the change. Cause what if I screw it up? Yeah. So hope, hope is really helping me understand that, we are going to make mistakes and it's really not, it, it's an opportunity to learn and it's how you handle it, right? Own it, assess it, fix it, try not to do it again. And as long as you do that, people are, especially <laughs> if you're building high trust, people yeah. are really forgiving, right? And I think those are the most important things. I'm learning that this is, this business will never be perfect. And yeah. um, the heart is what really matters. Yeah. You know, I tell people uh, one of one of the early mentoring ideas that I got was um, be more concerned with your direction than you are your perfection. And I think that's uh, that's an important thing to really know. And then the other thing I got taught is everything that doesn't happen that hurts. OK, because because something other than that was supposed to happen. So everything that didn't happen the right way and it ends up hurting 
what's the silver lining in that? What is the good? And, and what I believe today is I believe that every single speed bump we run into, if you interpret it the right way and you remain curious, those speed bumps are the next positive step in strategy. And if you don't react positively to a speed bump, then you rob yourself of the gift of your own greatness. And so it's so cool to hear you talk today about the specialness of how you've grown in, you know, what essentially is about eight months, you know, coming out of sales mastery last year and, and heading into this. So I'm super proud of you. Um, one thing you wish you would have a do over on one thing that if you knew then what you know now, what would you have done differently at any point in your career? Um, I would have I would have focused on on connection and in building a, a high trust you know environment sooner. Do we have two minutes? I just want to I, yeah. I want to say something to Cindy if she's watching. She's yeah. one of the coaches with high trust. So at Sales Mastery, I, I I got this this inspiration. I went around to all the vendors. I signed up for every single product. I was launching my own company. I went back to my hotel and had an honest to god panic attack. I left Sales Mastery and went to my hotel and had a panic attack and it took an hour for me to come back. And Cindy was walking me through all of this. And I mean, that's how much the team cared to get me where I am today. I was going to quit. I was so scared. Um, so Cindy, if you're watching, thank you. Um, you got to connect with people and you got to solve their problems. If you do that, they'll stick with you forever. That's, that's the key to this whole thing. Uh, yeah, Cindy is uh, Cindy is a one one in a million. All of our coaches are are really special, but uh, I I didn't know that was part of your backstory. That's so cool, and she is she is watching. So that's awesome. Uh, final thought from you, Hope. Um, you know, I think that um, I think the one thing that I want I want to say is you know I I, I think the smartest thing that's that Les did was he got a coach. He knew that he couldn't do it alone. He knew that he was committed um, and he knew what he wanted to build. So he didn't come into coaching at a producer level. He came into coaching for what he wanted to attain and what he was looking to grow. And I think that was probably the smartest thing that he did because he's got someone in his corner, yeah. um, you know, all along the way, good, bad or indifferent. He had, you know, he had high trust coaching in his corner. He had you in his corner. Um, and, um, and I think that that was probably, you know, one of the smartest things that he did. And I think that it served him. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess with that, cause that was a softball, I, I'm just going to ask you less, you're investing a thousand dollars a month in coaching and what has been, uh, the tangible ROI for you in your life as a result of that investment? Yeah. So two things. Number one, it's allowed me to do what I wanted to do, which was build a team and make a difference. Right. I've wanted to lead and inspire and train and make a difference in the world. And it, it unleashed, it opened that door. Yeah. And number two, I'm going to tell you, Hope doesn't just call me up and go, how are your numbers? Hope calls me up and goes, what time did you leave work last night? How's your marriage? What's going on with your dog? And you have to think about those things in order to bring your best game to the office. And so... Yeah. We talk about that stuff and, and she makes me think about things like, you know, if you're not serving in your marriage, then how is your, how is your business going to be any good? And, and that has been huge. It has changed my mindset. Again, being a type A, um, you know, sort of a little bit anal and perfectionist, I can often lose perspective of what the other person is thinking or feeling. 
and hope brings me back and says, you know, what do you think that looks like or feels like to that person? Yeah. Yeah. What a great, what a great time together. Yeah. So thank you, Les. I am uh, really proud of you and uh, virtual high five, fist pump to the camera. Fist pump. Yeah, thank you. Camera. And um, Hope, thank you so much for your awesome leadership at High Trust. It's so amazing to watch lives get transformed. And uh, if you're watching this live, uh, thank you for trusting us. Thank you for chiming in every Tuesday and Thursday and just learning from people that are learning. I mean, that's what we do. We're all in this, we're all in this life together and uh, one step at a time, we can help each other win. And uh, so thank you for joining and we'll be back with you next Tuesday for another live edition of Coffee with Todd. Thanks for joining and uh, check it out as you think about Sales Mastery this year and for your own life, give yourself the gift of coaching. It's something you'll never ever regret. Cheers, guys. Thanks. This is Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Did you know that Elon Musk has a brain coach? If a billionaire entrepreneur who's redefining the automobile and space travel industries has a coach, I think everybody needs a coach to become the best version of themselves. You may not have dreams of launching a rocket into space, but if you want to take your business and your life to the next level in less time with less stress, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching call with one of our certified coach consultants today. It's absolutely free and I believe it's the opportunity you need to have your best life ever. Visit HighTrustCoaching.com or click the link in the show notes below to schedule today.